Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And coming up on this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to next week's World Championship for the under-20s men's side as they'll be travelling to Lithuania to take on Spain, Lithuania, Romania, Croatia and Holland in Division 2 of the World Championships. We'll be joined by Martin Grubb shortly to preview that tournament. And we'll also be discussing the Elite League as we'll be joined by the head coaches at the Cardiff Devils and the Manchester Storm. All of that to come on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, later in the show, we'll be discussing the Elite League as we'll be joined by the head coaches of Manchester and Cardiff. But before that, it's to the World Championships for the under-20s GB side as they've travelled to Lithuania to take part in Group A of Division 2 where they'll be taking on the likes of Lithuania, the hosts, the Netherlands, Croatia, Romania and Spain. And to judge the mood now in the GB camp, as we head towards this tournament next week. On Friday, I caught up with the head coach of the GB under-20 side. It's a welcome back to the show to Martin Grubb. Uh, well, Martin, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, we recorded this on, on Friday lunchtime. It's pretty cold where I am. Uh, first things first, how's Lithuania? How's the squad settled into things over there? Yeah, um, firstly, thanks for having me on, Ben. Um, we've got here, you know, the hotel's really nice. Um, snowing outside, but I think actually we're a little bit warmer than the UK is at the moment, but um, everything's been good. You know, the, the food's good, the, the arena's nice, and obviously we, we played last night in, in the first warm-up game, so yeah, everybody's settled in. They've, they've got themselves on the ice. They've managed to just adapt to, to the daily routine now as we build up towards the championship. So, so far, so good. And, you know, as I say, everything now just gears towards this first game on Sunday. Uh, and a cracking warm-up match, as, as you've alluded to, four uh, 0 against Spain. I mean, how how useful was was a match like that, and how useful was was a result like that? Uh, it certainly gives you a bit of a springboard into Sunday's game. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, we, with us coming into this tournament as top seed, Spain are, Spain are actually second seed, so, you know, it was good for us to, to get a gauge on, on where we are against the, the number two seed in the tournament. And, it, you know, it was tight for, for spells, and then we started to, to really impose ourselves on the game. I thought structurally we were we were pretty good, considering that we only really got together on, on the Tuesday morning before we flew here. Our special teams um, were really good, especially on the penalty kill. We had a lot of good looks on the power play. We were lucky not to score. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, we when you win any game 4 nothing, it's great for the team and, and especially the two goalies to get that shut out. And uh, you know, I thought I thought for that first game, it was it was good. Obviously, it's there's no points at stake there, so you know, it, it just does mean confidence and momentum and definitely a springboard. And we're under no illusions. We know we've got some some stuff to work on and tidy up, but obviously that is the point of these kind of games. So I think we've got to be happy. Uh, we've got to stay focused and make sure we keep working hard and keep building to this game on Sunday. But you know, for an exercise, um, it was very, very useful, and, and we're really happy with how it went. And, and touching upon squad selection and and you know shaping this roster for, for this tournament, um, it's an exciting looking squad. Got a few players who play in North America, uh, plenty of representation from the national division as well back here in the UK, uh, as well as the elite league. So it's it's a good healthy mix. I'm going to suggest in, in the squad. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we, we're quite deep. We've got, like you say, we've got experience from from various countries, various levels. I think the one thing that, that I've noticed straight away here is they all they all mix really well. They all seem to enjoy each other's company, and, and they, have, they have become a team really quickly. And I think for these short term tournaments, that that's really important. And uh, yeah, like we touched on earlier, they've settled in really well to, to Lithuania itself. So you know we're excited by it, and it's a great opportunity for these players. There's a mix of youth and experience, and uh, I mean, fingers crossed, we can get off to that that perfect start if you like on on Sunday and, and build from there and and they can create some long-lasting memories for themselves. Oh, good stuff. And, and touching upon uh, experience, obviously uh, it's a follow-on from, from la- this time last year where, where you played in Romania, j- just missing out on, on promotion out, out of uh, Division 2. What have you taken from, from that tournament last year as as, as a coaching team? And uh, I'm, I'm assuming there were some players there, may, maybe not, because that's the nature of new development. But how, how much have you taken from last year's tournament that you could take into this one this season? Yeah, I think we've uh, we've taken on on board quite a lot for last year. Where, you know, even as a staff, we that was uh, Dale Kin and I had been together for a couple of tournaments. Danny Myers came in for his last one, or his first one, sorry, last year. So we we've grown. We're a year better. We've worked harder there. We've we've learned uh, quite a bit about our players as individuals, and we always preach that you know we need good people first, uh, which ultimately will make good hockey players. So. I think uh, structurally we know we, we've got to be good defensively or discipline. Every year we preach it, but we've got a video now and, and the, the experience even within our lineup of last year. To These kids know that discipline both in the penalty sense and also the, the structural and, and tactical sense is massively important. Just never, you know, never to get too high on a win, never get to get too low on any setbacks and just take each game as it comes. If you can get that regulation win or any kind of win against any of the teams, you get a head-to-head and it's a little bit different from kind of league play in, in the UK. So I think, uh, you know, the majority of players have either played for ourselves last year or the 18s in, in Talon and, you know, obviously I, was, I jumped in late and it's part of that group, so... I think I think I've coached pretty much all of them at this stage. We've only got a couple of debutants, 
they've settled in well. So we need to use that experience and we need to stay calm and stay focused and, and take each game as it comes. Um, you know, and, and I think we'll do well here. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that people have to remember about these tournaments as well, which is why it's it's good you've had players who've played in the, the under-18s version of this as well. It's pretty relentless stuff, isn't it? It's like a, a, a game every day, non-stop, isn't it? So you, you've you've just got to keep going, basically, and, and pick up the wins and pick up the goals when you can. 100%, you know, like you say, I mean, I don't think... Even, even the kids that are maybe playing abroad, I mean, nobody really plays five games in seven days. So that that itself is a little bit new to them, and there's the rest and recovery time, and you know I, I guess uh, it is a bit different. And as you say, it's a bit relentless. It comes at you hard and fast, and you've got to learn as you go. But I think all we can do is, is remain focused on, on our jobs um, and, and look at being accountable for ourselves, both individually and collectively as a team, and not really not really worry too much about the other teams. Just let ourselves as staff scout the teams, get get our own our own group prepared as much as we can. I mean, credit to ISOC UK and the board that they, they sent us out here obviously early to allow us to prepare and, and get acclimatised. So we've just got to take advantage of the good situation that we're in. And as we say, make sure that we, we pick up as many points as we can and, and hopefully we achieve the, the objective that we've all come here to do and that's come back with a gold medal. And uh, that that's the target, obviously, uh, to do that. You've got to overcome uh, Lithuania first, then then Croatia, Romania, the Netherlands and, and finish your things off uh, against Spain late next week. So, um, I mean, what what's your thoughts on, on the challenges of, of these matches? Just to kick things off with, with the host Lithuania, that's going to be a challenge on Sunday. Definitely. I mean, uh, when you open any tournament against the hosts, there's a bit of excitement. You know, I think from, from what we're hearing on the ground here, that they expect a big crowd. So, you know, they're, they're going to come into the tournament all guns blazing. They're, they're going to want to get their tournament the same as us off to a good start. And they're a good team. We've played them over the last few years now at both 18s and 20s. And, we know their hockey is a skilled-based hockey. Um, you know they can play physical, so I think we just need again to to focus on ourselves, control our emotions, stick completely to our, to our game plan. Because I think we we definitely have the group that can trouble and hurt any team. So if we can we can stay focused and disciplined, we can uh, be relentless in our pursuit of, of what we're looking for. And obviously you've got to be clinical and taking your chances backed up by the group we've got here, solid hole tendon, we're strong across the D positions, and obviously we do have forwards that can not only score goals, but that can create and can shut down. So we've got to go in here confident, we've got to go in here and, and be willing to battle and be willing to outwork them, but we've also got to be in, go in here you know, and be excited that we're, we're opening a world championship against the host nation. And I guess if you can start off well win um, in that game, then... Get a springboard to build on, and it lets everybody else know that you've you've arrived and that you mean business. Absolutely, and what an opportunity as well. I know, I know you mentioned uh, Ice Hockey UK getting you there early, but it's these tournaments. I mean, uh, we had Angela on from the uh, under 18s women's side. You know their tournament they had. We touched upon the 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 under 18s for the, for the men's section. It's just cracking opportunities, this, isn't it, for all the players? And and uh, really, like we said uh, about the Spain result, it's just a springboard, isn't it, for these players in the future? Definitely. I mean, I think that if, you know, if any young player, when you start out in the game, and someone tells you that you you're not only going to represent your country, but you're going to be able to represent your country in an actual world championship, then you know that would that would be a big moment 
for any for, for not only the player but you know the families and, and the sport itself. So it's a tremendous opportunity not only to experience hockey at a world championship level, but to experience different cultures, different styles of hockey, and a little bit of a different lifestyle. And, and when they come with us right across the GB program, you know they're treated as professional ice hockey players. So that gives them an opportunity to see what it's like if they are going to want to go in and make a career in the game. So they've got, to, they've got to take these opportunities with both hands and do what they can to impress and work hard and obviously enjoy and remember the experience because, you know, it's, it's something that they'll remember hopefully for the rest of their life. And we, we've tried to impress upon these players that in any given any given year, in any given team, especially in a, a junior environment where it changes based on their age, you know, you've got a chance to create a, a lifelong bond and memory that if this team can be successful, you know, they, they'll be remembered together forever. So, you know, we, we're working down that route of trying to inspire them, but also making them aware that they've got to inspire the next generation of kids coming through our sport as role models. So hopefully they, they, they are aware of that. They, they grab the opportunity and, and we can do ourselves, our country and the, and the sport in Britain proud. Absolutely. Well, Martin Grubb, uh, head coach of Great Britain's Under-20 side, a big, big thank you uh, for, for taking the time out, your, your busy week, to join us uh, on this week's show. A big, big good luck uh, next week uh, in Lithuania. I hope we win. Uh, on behalf of all the listeners, hope you win all the matches. I'll catch up very soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate the support. Martin Grubb there, head coach of the GB Under-20 side, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. IceHockeyUK.com. UK, the website to go to for more information on next week's tournament. And at time of recording, pretty confident that the, the tournament will be streamed. Uh, so head over to that website over the weekend, icehockeyuk.co.uk, and hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, there will be a live stream of all the matches in next week's tournament in Lithuania and a big good luck uh, to, to Great Britain in that tournament. Uh, but it's now time to return to domestic matters as we go to the Elite League. Shortly we'll be joined by the head coach of the Manchester Storm, Matt Ginn, following a four-point weekend last week, a sensational weekend really for the Manchester Storm as they scored 10 goals in a doubleheader at Belfast over the weekend. Uh, so Matt Ginn, head coach of the Manchester Storm, will be joining us shortly. But before that, let's go to the Cardiff Devils and uh, Brody DuPont, head coach of the Cardiff Devils, will be joining us in a second. Cardiff obviously took part in the first leg of the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup against the Sheffield Steelers on Wednesday. Not the best of outcomes uh, for the Cardiff Devils, but it is a two-legged affair. However, I also wanted to get Brody on to discuss the Continental Cup, which Cardiff have qualified for the finals of uh, next month, as well as just a general catch-up with Brody following a brilliant close to the season last year where the Cardiff Devils picked up the playoff championship. So, let's hear now from Brody DuPont, head coach of the Cardiff Devils, who I caught up with on Thursday. Well, Brody, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, we're recording this on, on Thursday morning. So, given you played last night in Sheffield, uh, a big, massive thank you for, for, for joining us on this week's show. Um, we've got loads of stuff to talk about, mostly positive stuff, but we should talk about the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup um, last night. Not the best of preparations with, with the netminder getting injured, but I suppose with it being a second leg to come next week, you know what the target is now. Yeah, it's an uphill battle, um, no doubt. Uh, you're playing a team like Sheffield, you give them any type of lead in a regular game, it's hard to come back from, let alone beginning a game down four. It's going to be um, quite a challenge, but we're up for it. Um, you know, crazier things have happened. And uh, just the way it went, you can't change it. Um, so we, we know what the stakes are. Um, 
And, you know, we're going to have to strategize appropriately. Obviously, uh, it just was a tough blow. We had our starter goalie go down and warm up. Uh, we had, uh, you know, our top scorer, one of our top scorers uh, get sick. He was left on the bus, you know, and obviously missing Kugler, big miss. And, you know, it, it was it was one of those things that, it was just uh, Sheffield came at us with four limes and waves, and we just didn't have an answer. And even even mid-game, we lost Lou um, in the third period. We lost Sanford for the second period. Britain was in the box for a fight. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't like making excuses, but it did make for an uphill battle. I thought our penalty kill at the end saved, saved us another goal down. Um, we feel like that could be a big turning point for us. And... We know we know what 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 the stakes are now. We know what what the situation is, whatever you want to call it. And and the crazy thing is, we have games in between, so we have to obviously focus big game tomorrow, or sorry, on Saturday against Belfast. Um, so it doesn't get easier. And you know, it, it's it's one of those things you gotta just regroup and find your groove and try to get going and start winning some games and playing your hockey again and getting that mojo back. Absolutely. And uh, we'll cover off those games, those uh, big matches this weekend shortly. Uh, but Brody, while, while I've got you, I mean, this is the first time we've had you on the show, so it'd be remiss of me not to start the next bit of the interview talking about just how good it was last year, <laughs> towards the end of last year. Uh, but but a, a, a proper whirlwind for yourself coming in during the playoffs and doing really, really well as a, as a team, and as, as a club, as a coaching staff. Uh, big congratulations on what was achieved. Uh, I mean, how, how was... Your, your job interview, as, as it were, towards the end of last season. Yeah, I mean, it turned out to be my interview. Obviously, it came in last year um, as a player coach um, to get the experience. Uh, the plan was to play the year, uh, then see where it went. I, I thought I would play maybe another year, maybe two years. Didn't know where the career was headed. I did know, I did know for sure I wanted to get into coaching. I was well prepared, been preparing for eight, nine years. So... The preparation was a non-issue. I was ready to step in when I was called upon. However, I did not anticipate it going that way. The guys played extremely well for me um, in the last four weeks. It was it was just a bit of a whirlwind, trying to ride the wave and and you know what a finish. You know, anytime you can win anything and let alone playoff championship, it's just like a good feeling going into the summer. Like I said, ended up probably being my job interview, and and Todd gave had the confidence to give me the reins for a full year, and and now here we are halfway halfway through my first season with uh with its own up and downs. We've been good at times, not so good at times, and and just kind of everything in between. So it's been a great learning curve for me, and learning on the fly, and and just trying to, you know, adjust where I can. And, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I, I've been having a blast, you know, so it just, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And how, how tricky is it to be, you know, the head coach who comes in the way you did, and then you, you get that piece of silverware at the end of the season, and then you have to prepare for, for the, the upcoming season as well, because it's players who've, who've achieved a, a great deal with that silverware, but they're also your, your former teammates as well uh, on the ice. So, I mean, how tricky is that that balance of being being a teammate, then going to being a head coach and, and having to make tough decisions with uh, after a, a good season as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been used to being a leader in the room. Um, in terms of, um, you know, holding guys accountable and, speaking to them. I've always been comfortable with that. Um, but, but the big difference is to be quite honest is 
you're limited in terms of a captain. You can offer advice. You can, you know, try to get the guy going by encouraging them or, or, you know, saying, Hey, we need more. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't have full control of, of what the coach is going to decide to do, such as the ice times, special teams, whatever the guy or player or teammate may be looking for. So, you know, you, you ultimately just say, yeah, um, you know, here would be my advice. Now that you're the coach, you're making those decisions. So you have those same conversations. However, you have the direct impact on the game in terms of who's playing where, what power plays are going out, um, you know, what penalty kill units are going out. And like you said, I don't know any other way, right? I walked into it this way, so I'm not sure what the other way is to coach uh, non-teammates. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a bit of a challenge of obviously making every decision for the organization, what's best for the team, and, and sort of going down that same avenue of, of navigating that bond you created with teammates um, as friends and, and, you know, as uh, sort of brothers and, and, and warriors you went to war with. A bit of a fine line, uh, but it's also in, in, a, in, a, in a different way. It's a positive thing. I have a good heartbeat on the room. I have good communication with uh, a lot of my teammates to see how guys are feeling, what we need, what we don't need. Um, so it's been a very good level of communication. Um, so, so there's pros and cons. Um, you know, the hard decisions probably are harder in that sense just because of the prior relationship um, but those decisions still need to be made and my big focus has been trying to be as open and honest with um, my players um, as I can be and, and try to you know give them at least where I'm coming from and you know you're not going to please everybody and that's that's kind of the reality that's settled in as a coach is you just can't please everybody um but I think if you provide them with honesty and clarity and your reasons, players can live with that. And, and that's kind of been my approach. And, and, you know, so far I feel like it's, it's been good and, and, and the players have responded quite well. And uh, when you were first uh, appointed as, as head coach, uh, I, I watched the interview with Todd Kelman, the managing director of the Cardiff Devils, and he was talking about creating a dynasty at the club and, and get to that point where you're winning silverware year on year. Um, I mean, that's, that's exciting, isn't it? Because obviously the Cardiff Devils, we, we all know the history of the club, but it's such a fantastic setup. Um, that, that must be exciting for yourself as well, having, having that, that blueprint there and, and being able to shape this now. Yeah, you never know. You never know where your hockey or your coaching career will begin. The fact that I get a chance to coach a club with such um, high standards, with a history of winning, there's an added pressure. Um, but that's what uh, is welcomed. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that I don't know many clubs that I would have liked to have gone to in terms of. Uh, I guess if I were to lay out the perfect plan, I, I sort of visualize myself in North America starting my career. Um, but when Cardiff became a real option, it was a no-brainer. Just the fact that you have a chance to win um, every trophy that's going to be – that all the teams are going to be competing for throughout the season. Um, the fact that they treat uh, their players and families so well. The fact that it's a great city. The fact that I have a great relationship with Todd Kelman and the ownership group and Neil Francis. Um, just like so many positives, they just go on and on. It just became a no-brainer. And it was and it was like sort of becoming, man, I hope, I hope I, I'm good enough to get – this job i hope i hope i interview well enough to get this job and like we said turns out um once we won that turned out to be more or less my interview which uh is always a good way to sort of bend them in your direction is to just get them some silverware i think that always helps 
And speaking of getting that silverware, we should touch upon the Continental Cup as well, which took place last month, uh, Group E, uh, to get through to the finals and uh, through to that final group in January. Uh, but but what was that like? Uh, those three wins in that in that competition. Yeah, it, it was it was fun. I mean, hockey all day, two games a day. We would come to the rink and prep for our team, and then you know you'd grab a bit of lunch. You'd be back at the rink watching the the first game. You'd be you know a lot of prep work, uh, more than usual, just because you just don't know the teams that are coming in as well. So you know, obviously, you're reaching out to other coaches and you're watching extra video and you're you know looking at the instat uh you know analytics you're trying to get any advantage you feel you can gain in terms of a preparation uh perspective so um a little bit of extra work from that but you know uh, like i said it's like at the end of the day you're watching hockey which is which is like what we love to do and that's why we do it and so it, it but it was a fun weekend now we're looking forward to the final weekend um competition's going to be even higher than uh, when it was in cardiff and so, you know, but it's an opportunity to win a trophy and qualify for the Champions Hockey League uh, at the end of the day. And have you started your homework yet for that tournament, uh, for, for that group in, in January? It's a bit earlier, I'm going to suggest, but you've already played one of the teams in that group. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on, on what's possible in that, that final group? In terms of taking a deep dive, we have not um, taken a deep dive yet. We will certainly, um, as the tournament comes closer, start reaching out to, um, you know, like I said, coaches we know is like a good place I would start um, just to see what their thoughts are on some of these teams. We'll start watching some of their games, um, see some of their tendencies. And then, you know, as the closer we get, um, the more intense it will become and the more preparation that will go into it. Uh, you know, and, and like, I'm a, I'm a very much a prep for what's in front of you type of coach. So the reality is last night was Sheffield. And now I know people are looking forward to next week's leg, but my reality is I prep for Saturday night against Belfast. And then we take on the next game and then the next game and the next game as they come. Um, but, you know, certainly like tournaments. Yeah. You, you may, you may start doing some stuff behind the scenes before those type of tournaments, but uh, yeah, you try to do it as they come. And, and certainly the players, um, you try to prep it only for that next game at hand. So they, they can have specific tendencies and, and, you know, they can remember what you give them. Plenty of homework, isn't it? Like you said, you've, you've got this concept to go up got the challenge cup but let's talk about the bread and butter and, and and the league and the elite league currently sitting fourth it is a bit of a much of a muchness really between yourselves Sheffield and Coventry um you, you've got games in hand over over Coventry uh, who are just uh, slightly ahead of you up, up the road but I mean how, how are you finding the elite league this season and, and that competition yeah it's been it's been up and down um the, the thing about the league is it, it's it's hard it's hard um there's no other way to put it. You have 10 teams. You're trying, you know, it's, it's a long, it's a long game. It's a long-term game. It's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a seasons long. Like you, you have to be so consistent and you have to manage the lows, but you have to make adjustments. You have to keep evolving. And, and we, we feel like we've been doing, we got off to a hot start. We were five and oh, and then we, all of a sudden we're kind of up and down. Then we go through a bit of a lull. Now we feel like we're kind of trending back upwards again. So, you know, it's just managing the emotions, managing the psychology, managing the prep work. And but it's it's been it's been a it's been a beast. I mean, Guilford, look how well they're playing. I mean, they have an eight eight right now, I think, win percentage. So that's a team that uh, we have a couple times coming up. Um, those are gonna be big games for us. They're gonna be massive games. And you know, there's certain points in the season that 
you want to get on those runs. And right now it's one of those points. I mean, we, we're, we're playing a lot of hockey. We have a lot of domestics. We have a lot of challenge cups, obviously yesterday and, and obviously coming up uh, next Wednesday. So, it, you know, because we have that continental cup, it sort of squeezes us a little bit in our schedule, right? It takes two weekends away. So we got to find a way to add those games. So we're busy. We're busy, but we want to be playing well in these stretches. And you know what? I, I love the parody in the league. I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for British hockey. I think it's great for fans. I think the the, the race is, is, is better when there's more teams involved. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, we want to be the top dog. We want to be there in the end at the top of the league. And uh, Belfast uh, to kick things off this weekend uh, at home uh, and Nottingham Panthers away. But looking down at the schedule, these these are all teams. I know ice hockey's not play, played on paper. I know that. But they're all beneath you in the league table. So there is an opportunity there. But there's also opportunities for slip-ups as well, we should say, heading uh, up towards that, that game on Boxing Day against Coventry. Yeah, isn't that the great thing about hockey? I feel any team can beat anyone any night. I, you know, I, I, I in the beginning, Glasgow was written off. Now they're winning hockey games. Um, Manchester goes into Belfast last weekend. They they pulled two two games out of there. You know, so so it's it's just one of those things. You have to be ready every game. You have to be willing to play the structure, willing to compete, willing to will wins when you don't have your legs. And and then on the good nights, you know, you got to capitalize. You got to make sure that the good nights are become great nights and the, the okay nights become good nights. And so you got to just find find your sort of your, your ground where you're, you become more consistent. So, you know, Belfast, they, they put up nine on us last time we played them. So, you know, we do have to acknowledge that and 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 try to seek some redemption here you know we are a very proud organization a proud team and you know one of the one of the big motivators is going to be trying to uh seek redemption so we'll see how we'll see how uh you know that game goes but we we feel like we're prepping well it's always interesting because as a coach you notice how little control you have once the game begins so you feel like there's great prep work and then you know sometimes Things just don't go the way you planned. So that's kind of been getting used to that. But, you know, that's just the reality. That's sport. That's hockey. That's why we love it. But it is a, it is a great opportunity this weekend to to try to get a couple wins. And, and those are huge, huge wins uh, if we can get them. Great stuff. Well, Brody, just before you go, it comes across loud and clear in this interview. We've touched upon how busy you are, the challenges, the the wins, the defeats. But how, how much are you enjoying life as head coach at the Cardiff Devils? Yeah, I mean, you know, with all the hours you put in and, and all the blood, sweat and tears you put in, it's I couldn't imagine doing anything else with uh, this this type of effort. It, it's like, you know, you're watching hockey, you're dissecting, you're doing what you love. I haven't had a real job, you know, since I started playing hockey really competitively and I've been fortunate. Um, I know this was the direction I wanted to pursue and and you know what um i i've been loving every every minute of it even the lows even the lows have been good because that's been the biggest i think learning curves for me is when when we've lost a few games and and you know whether it's been a bad loss or good loss it's kind of you know th- those are the moments that you know i sort of as a personal growth cherish because that's when we we learn the most but the winning is nice man like you don't you still get that feeling when you're winning hockey games and you keep chasing it and you know, I can go on and on about winning, you know, because that's why we play, right? So, um, you know, we want to put we want to put more wins together. And, you know, we feel like we're building towards something. We want something that ultimately puts us together at the end of the year with some trophies that can kind of keep us together forever. 
Great stuff. Well, Brody DuPont, head coach of the Cardiff Devils, a big, big thank you for joining us on a Thursday morning. We should, like we said at the start, just come back from South Yorkshire. So a big, big thank you for, for doing this on this week's show. Uh, a big good luck in the coming matches and a big, big, big good luck in the Continental Cup next month. And uh, a big thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Brody DuPont there, head coach of the Cardiff Devils, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And finally for this week's show, let's go to the Manchester Storm. A fantastic weekend for Manchester over in Belfast last weekend, picking up not just one victory over Belfast, but two of them, scoring five goals in both matches. A brilliant weekend for the Manchester Storm. And let's catch up now with their head coach. It's a welcome to the show to Matt Ginn. Well, Matt, a big thank you for joining us and a big congratulations. There's not many teams who score five goals against Belfast, but you've done it twice this past weekend. Uh, how was it? Yeah, first, thanks for having me on. Um, it, it was a good weekend for us. Um, had a tough game Friday at home against Coventry and then kind of challenged the guys uh, going into Belfast against a, a really good team there. They're they're good at home. Um, and it, it was two kind of complete 60-minute efforts from us. Um, we knew that's what it was going to take to... To beat them there and we got some some good goaltending some timely saves and then we were able to uh get some ugly goals there we got some some traffic to the net got some rebounds and then uh that yeah it was a good weekend for us i mean coventry having having a a, a really good season aren't they but that that's quite a, a a transformation isn't it because you know belfast having a decent season as well obviously not as good as as coventry are but still it's you know comparatively the rosters and all that so so what was the what was that transformation like from Friday to, to Saturday, and, and where did it come from? Well, I think uh, they're, they're both great teams. Um, the game Friday uh, kind of got away from us at the end, but it, it was a one-goal game, and then we, we hit a post, and they go down and score, and then kind of, like I said, it snowballed and got away from us. Um, whereas I think Saturday and Sunday, we, we just stuck to the game plan for, for the full game. Um, Sunday especially there, we had a couple bad bounces there, a stick breaks, and puck goes right to their guy, and they score. Um, one off the stanchion there, so we I thought like mentally we we were uh, a little tougher maybe on Saturday and Sunday where when things were going badly we just kind of regrouped and stuck with the process and um, I think that was a, a big confidence booster for our team. Um, we we know kind of how how we need to play um, to be successful in the league and um, I th- thought Friday we did it in spurts, um, but I think we turned pucks over too much still on Friday and then Saturday Sunday we we were much better in that area. And obviously, uh, we're heading towards the festive period now. I mean, what's your sense on where that puts you? Because you, you're now above above that playoff line, so so exactly where you'd like to be, I'm imagining. Um, so what's the mood in the dressing room like now as, as we're towards the festive period? Yeah, it, it was a big uh, big confidence booster, I think, like I said, for the guys. Um, not too many teams go into Belfast and are able to take two two wins there. So we know we can play with, with anyone in the league. Um, obviously, kind of the opposite of... Uh, most seasons here we have to prove our home form um, but a lot of that it's just sticking with our game plan and not kind of having the uh, lapses in play and making mistakes there so like I said it was a big weekend here but important for us is just finding that consistency and 
I'm not kind of being satisfied with one weekend here. We want to keep improving and getting better. And we have another uh, big weekend coming up ahead of us here. Yeah, so we'll get to the Nottingham and, and Coventry games uh, in a second or two. But just a, a bit of a general catch up with yourself, Matt, about how, how you're settling in to your new role as as head coach. You've been there now. Um, well, we're getting towards the end of the year, aren't we? So it, it's been it's been half half the season now as 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 head coach and the summer months as well. Uh, how, how are you finding things at the Storm as head coach? I love it. Um, I, I was lucky enough last year there when, when I was injured, kind of a blessing in disguise. I was able to help uh, help Finner out behind the bench, so I learned a lot from him. Um, and then this year I still have him obviously around to lean on, and he's there for any questions I have. And I have Mike Morin as an assistant who's been around for forever as well, so I've, I'm surrounded by good people there. And I think coaching is kind of a job where um, it doesn't matter if it's your first year or your 10th year, you're always kind of learning on the job and learning some new things. And um, I, I don't pretend to know that I know everything by any means, so it's pretty open that way, but I, I'm really enjoying it. We have a good group of guys, and um, the organization's been great, and the fan support's been good as well. So um, I, I'm loving it and um, definitely kind of have seen all, all kind of aspects there. We went on a bit of a losing streak and kind of the – the peaks and valleys, I guess, that, that comes with the job. And obviously, that that situation of, of being injured obviously is clearly made made the, made the best of it. I mean, how how much of a of a leap was it though to go from from assistant coach to to being a head coach? And how how much deliberation did you take to make that decision that that call and go? You know what? I'm I'm going to make the leap. This this is the time. Yeah, no, it uh, definitely was a big step. I mean, last year when uh, when I got injured, there was kind of a week of, uh, I guess, moping around, kind of, I, I knew it was over. Um, and then Finner came up and asked if I wanted to help and help on the bench. And obviously I, I jumped at that opportunity. And then, um, yeah, as the year kind of went on, I, I got more and more kind of responsibilities, I guess, coaching wise. And then, uh, we had, we had a meeting there and as soon as he, as he made the offer, I, I jumped right at it. I mean, it's, I'm, it's, uh, an unbelievable opportunity here. And I know there's, a lot of other kind of maybe qualified coaches that, that were interested in the job. So for him to kind of put that, that faith and that trust in me was huge. And definitely, like I said, still still learning on, on the go here, but uh, putting in the hard work and I, I'm loving it. And just touching upon this getting to the playoffs, obviously last year that, that didn't happen for the Storm. I mean, how much does that, that um, spur you all on as a, as, as a club to, to go one better this time round? Yeah, it's definitely a goal to, to make the playoffs. Um, I think... From an organization standpoint, especially because last year there was obviously a big turnover coming into this year in, in players. So there were a handful of us that were, were around last year. And um, like I said, we, we just want to keep improving and getting better. Um, it's still early in the year um, and we've, we've made some some strides for sure. So that's uh, that's the end goal because then you get to, to the playoffs here and it's kind of a couple quick weekends. So you, you get hot for that and you never know. So we just want to keep playing good hockey and keep improving and um, not kind of focus on the standings too much. And if we do that, we'll, we'll be where we want to be at the end of the year. And how, how keen were you as well, like you say, about the turnover of players? Uh, obviously, it's, it's there's a responsibility where you, you're not just a, a teammate and an assistant coach, but then then a head coach, you're having to make decisions. Uh, how was how was recruitment heading into this season and, 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 and moulding this roster to get you to this point where you, you, you're scoring <clears throat> 10 goals past Belfast in a weekend? Yeah, we... Uh, uh, we, we've had weekends where we've had trouble scoring too, but uh, <laughs> no, it, it's um, yeah. So 
I, I relied on Finner a lot in the summer. Obviously, he's been he's kind of been around doing that for for years here, and um, we were we kind of did it together, which which was nice. Um, our our goal kind of this year was we wanted to get get younger, and uh, I think we have the youngest team in the league, maybe. So we we wanted to get younger and faster, um, and kind of give guys an opportunity to to break into the league and make a name for themselves. And then obviously we kept around some some veteran guys as well in, in uh, Dallas and Critchlow and guys who have been around who are good leaders and uh, kind of play the way uh, that we want our Storm team to play. Um, guys who are good in the community, they're good people. Um, and then obviously from a leadership perspective, they're great too. I have trust them. And uh, so we kind of wanted to get a mix in there of different kind of ages and whatnot and kind of give guys an opportunity to break into the league. Because uh, that's the other thing as well. You, you get young players in, um, you can develop that, that continuity and that's what teams up at the top end have in this division, don't they? They have players who've, who've been there not just one season, two seasons, sometimes way longer than that. And and that's key, isn't it, for, for future success, I'm, I'm, I'm going to suggest. Definitely, yeah. You look at the teams who have won and they have that kind of core nucleus of guys who have been around for, for years and years. And um, I think we, we that's something we want to develop as well here. I mean, Dallas has been around for a long time here and Critchlow, Fawcett, those guys have been around now for, for three or four or five years, maybe even. So um, I think having that nucleus and that core is important for success in the league. And um, it, it is a little different league wise um, just with the playoffs and how uh, the regular season, right. Is the, I guess, big trophy here. So games in uh, like maybe a Tuesday game and in November is just as important as one kind of near the end of the year here. So I think having guys who are uh, comfortable with the league and know what to expect there is uh, is important for us. And you're going to need them this, this weekend, that's for sure. Let's go to these matches then. Um, Coventry away on Sunday. Tough, tough game as, uh, you know, you, you've already played them at your place uh, just a, a week or so ago and we, and we saw the scoreline there. But before then, one game at a time, Nottingham, that's a mammoth game, isn't it? Given what we talked about here, getting yourselves above that playoff line, Nottingham just one point above you in the league table. That would be huge, wouldn't it, a win this weekend against Nottingham, but easier said than done. Yeah, they're, um, any team there that kind of switches coaches here, you know they're going to... Uh going to be coming hard and they're they're obviously working on things there but they they have a really skilled team um they're they're a team that you have to be disciplined in your systems and we want to be play hard be hard to play against with them um and then lastly here we want to be better at home um we haven't won at home in a while here and it seems we've had some good games where we kind of have, have those lapses that end up costing us so we want to put forth a good effort in front of our fans here and um, start improving our home form and how, how important is that? Because uh, I, I watched an interview with, with Ryan uh, back in November, giving an update on um, you know how, how well things are going off the ice with commercial partners and, and that side of things, and and getting a, a new younger audience in at Altrincham. I mean, this is uh, it's it's vitally important, isn't it? But all that side of the club's going going really well at the moment. Yeah, the office team's done a great job. Um, we're getting lots of fan support coming in, and that's that's due to them. And then fans, once they're in the door, I think they, they love it, right? It's exciting. Um, it's a good night out for kind of all ages, and uh, the fan support's been great here. So we want to kind of pay them back with uh, start start winning some home games here, and that's, that's important in the league as well. You want to win your home games in the league, and then obviously our robe form's been pretty good, so we just got to find a way to to kind of translate that to, to home. And so, and Sunday, Coventry away, tough, tough game, but um, uh, you're, you're a big banana skin for Coventry, I'm going to suggest. I mean, how, how do you make this 
this uh, four-point weekend happen? Well, just one one game at a time here. We kind of break it down by period and don't look kind of big picture here. But um, Coventry, is a, they're, they're a great team. They're well coached. They work hard. Um, their back end is great. I think their defensive core there is one of the top in the league. Um, they're, they're tough to play against and they're, they're dangerous as well. So um, we've had a, some close games with us there. First game of the year, they beat us in overtime and then... Uh, Second time we played them there, they got a, a late goal to win, but some some one goal games and um, the, like I said, it's it's uh, a good test for us here to put together back to back weekends. But um, like I said, we were the Belfast weekend was great, um, definitely something to build on here. But we're just moving forward and just want to improve and keep keep getting better and better as the season goes on. And, and last question, Matt. Uh, you've already mentioned it in this interview. Uh, you, you've mentioned it in previous interviews as well. You know about um, you know how how good it is being the head coach of, of Manchester Storm. You, you love the place. You love the city. Uh, how, how much are you enjoying it, and how much are you relishing the challenge of the of the second part of the season? Now you've got yourself up, above that playoff line. It's about staying there, isn't it, and consolidating? I mean, how much are you looking forward to that challenge? Absolutely. Yeah. As a as a team here, everybody's that's where we want to be. Obviously, is in the playoffs and um, in. Chester, like you said, it's like a second home to me here now. A lot of familiar faces around, and um, I, I really love the city and the team and how how we're treated, and that that goes a long way uh, to keeping players here. And obviously, myself and Ryan have been around now for a while, so it would be huge here to keep improving and moving up the standings. Not just happy with qualifying, but we want to finish as high as we can. And um, just getting better and better, and put a product on the ice that the fans uh, can get behind. Great stuff. Well, Matt Ginn, uh, head coach of the Manchester Storm, a big, big thank you for taking the time out your Wednesday to join us on this week's show. Have a lovely weekend and uh, all the best against Nottingham and Coventry. Yeah, thanks for having me. Talk soon. Matt Ginn there, head coach of the Manchester Storm, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me. Remember, for the latest goings-on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I'm in Ben, and you'll make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.